Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In this video, we'll look at how to use open splines as 3D shapes. This includes using edge gradients in the context of creating and manipulating 3D shapes. Let's go through a few examples to highlight the functionality as well as a few use case scenarios. So in this first action node, I have a white frame loaded into the media list. In the action node bin, double click on the 3D shape to add it to the composite. Now you can draw any shape you want. In this case, do not close the shape once you are done. You can either switch to select mode or just click the finish button to the right of the interface. Since the 3D shape originates from an action G mask, you can refine the shape after creating it. As a quick tip, I have created a basic spiral shape and I'd like to smooth all the tangents. Holding control, I'll drag a box selection over all the control points. In the tools pull down menu, you can choose auto tangent or press the U hotkey. Tap any one of the control points and all the selected tangents will align themselves to the contours of the shape. Remember to switch back to select mode to be able to move the points again. Now looking at the action schematic, we have a 3D shape node with a G mask. However, in the result view, the 3D shape has not been created. The reason for this is when you create a closed shape, the 3D shape is extruded from the closed area of the shape. This is different for an open 3D shape because there is no closed area to extrude from. So in this case, the edge gradients of the spline will be used to create the 3D shape. Press A to switch to add points or select the option in the tools pull down menu. Clicking anywhere on the spline at this point will add more points to the actual spline. However, if you hold SHIFT and click and drag on the spline, this will add an edge gradient point. You can now decide the thickness of the 3D shape based on the edge gradient. Please note that if you want to delete an edge gradient, you must be in DELETE mode and holding SHIFT when you click on the edge gradient point. Now double click on the 3D shape node for its controls. Let's extrude the 3D shape and rotate it on its axis. If you haven't already done so, switch to the Action Preferences menu and turn shading on. So you can ultimately create any shape you want for a variety of reasons. Flat shapes could be used with projections for compositing tasks. All the vertex control points are trackable, so this spline could be tracked to a subject. Or you could use flat or extruded shapes for design purposes. Perhaps even create a particle draw object for a particle system. The list goes on, but I know you get the general idea. But the one thing I want to point out is a pull down option in the 3D Shape Basic menu. Here you will see a header called GMask Transparency. By default, it is set to Do Not Render. So normally, an edge gradient with a GMask causes a feathering on the mask's edge. However, with this setting on the 3D shape, the edge gradient determines the thickness of the 3D shape. But if you choose for the 3D shape only, the edge gradient's transparency will feather the 3D shape. This gives an interesting effect, but it's only really practical when the 3D shape is not extruded. 
If you look at the extruded 3D shape, the polygons are attempting to generate but they're being feathered at the same time. This causes artifacts in the feathering that is currently unavoidable. So removing the extrusion from the 3D shape will result in a smooth feathered edge. This flat 3D shape could be used as a compositing tool for light wrapping, isolated relighting and much more. These use case scenarios will be covered in later videos. The last option in the GMask Transparency pull-down menu is Render. Using this option, the 3D shape will be created from the GMask. And then as a POST operation, the GMask will perform its primary function and cut through the 3D shape. Switching back to Do Not Render will create the 3D shape and ignore the transparency effect of the GMasks. Let's go back to the batch schematic and move on to another action example. In this action node, we have another open spline 3D shape. One edge gradient has already been created for the 3D shape thickness. So I'll extrude the 3D shape and you can see the result. One small tip is if you can't see the edge gradient control to adjust the thickness, just select the GMask. Hold CONTROL and drag a box selection around the whole shape. In the GMask controls, switch to the gradient menu. With the position slider, you can move the edge gradient to make it more visible. And you can also adjust the offset slider to control the 3D shape thickness. Now like the closed 3D shapes, you can still texture open 3D shapes as well. Select the 3D shape node in the Action Schematic. Go to the Action Bin menu and press S for the Substance Texture node. Going into the browser, I'll choose a Substance Texture I'd like on the 3D shape. Back in Action, things initially do not appear to look correct. There is not enough texture to wrap around the 3D shape. Double click on the Diffuse map to bring up its controls. Switch to its Texture menu. Set the Repeat mode to Tile Repeat. Next, select the axis above the Substance Texture and scale it right down to have smaller bricks on the 3D shape. So that's looking much better. However, the texture still looks like it's deforming on the 3D shape. If I select the axis of the 3D shape and start rotating it, the warping effect keeps changing. This is a result of parallax being added to the Substance Texture. Select the Substance node in the Action Schematic. In the Substance menus, set Parallax to None. The texture should now look correct. One interesting point is that the UVs generated by the 3D shape should give a usable result without too much manipulation. Even if I was to select the 3D shape node and extrude it even more, the texturing results should be very good. Let's go back to the batch schematic and look at the last example for this video. In this action node, I have already created a few open 3D shapes. In case you are wondering, this is the Japanese kanji symbol for flame. Now I did trace this from an image. So select the 3D shape and press F8 to view the object view instead of the action schematic. Here I have used 8 open splines to draw the flame symbol. 
What makes this example different from the previous ones is that the thickness of the 3D shapes are being controlled by multiple edge gradients. So for example, I'll select one of the splines in the symbol. Through the positioning and tweaking of the edge gradients, you can further enhance the 3D shape. So this concludes using edge gradients and open 3D splines. But what happens when you use edge gradients with closed 3D shapes? Stay tuned for the next video. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.